you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live in New York City. It is Monday, October 3rd. My name is Sarah Walsh. Jamie Erdahl, our good friend, still flying back from London. She was pulling double duty this week. <laughs> Kyle Brandt, Peter Shager, Super Bowl champion Jason McCourty. They're all back from London. They had a whole week of sleeping in, let's be honest, guys. Yeah, really time change. Awesome. Like, I mean, good living over there in London. <laughs> yeah. It is time now for the lead block. Lead block! All right, it was a wild weekend. We still got one game left tonight. So what stood out the most for you guys after you watched Sunday's games? Bills Ravens, what we just saw, and, mm. and, and we saw the death of, I think, one of the stupidest storylines perpetuated not by this show, but by a lot of other people that um, the Bills can't win close games. And I understand that when there's a lot of hype for somebody and there's a lot of crowning them before they win it all, you look for any kind of foothold in the opinion and take game about with which to bring them down. But they had to hear this this last week, and I know it got to the Bills and it got to the coach and the quarterback. You guys can't win close games. You guys can't win close games after the Miami game. Stupid. They had 20 straight <laughs> wins of over double digits. And it's like, don't penalize them for just whooping ass week after week, alright? I'm sorry. I'm working blue here, but it's a frustrating take. And and also, Josh Allen's career, look, eight fourth quarter comebacks, 11 game-winning drives. That's not in the DNA that they're chokers at the end of the game. Normally, at the end of the game, they're up 20 and 30. That is a good thing. This goes back to the old uh, the Hale Murray where DeAndre Hopkins jumped over him. And, oh, they blew the game late. It was a crazy freak anomaly play, and the Cardinals only needed that play because Josh Allen on the prior drive had gone right down the field and punched it in the end zone. So, look, there may be ways to take down this Bills team in the take game, sure, but that stupid story, stupid storyline <laughs> about stupid. they can't win close games is stupid, and now it's over because they sat there and kicked a little field goal, and then stupid storyline, <laughs> done. Done. I like that for a segment. Stupid storyline. We should. Stupid we should. Featuring the Bills or Chokers. I'll give you another one. Go on. The, the Chiefs, uh, they, they just can't get their offense going. Oh, yeah. I mean, stupid, I, Peter. Stupid storyline. The stupid storyline. <laughs> Chiefs were awesome last night. That's my favorite storyline. The Chiefs got right. And I look at this team, and it's going into Tampa, their house of horrors from the Super Bowl, and that Tampa Bay defense, which just gave Mahomes fits two years ago when they played in that Super Bowl. And it was a total team effort. Kyle, you mentioned it. Nine different non-wide, nine wide receivers mm -hmm. caught balls in this game. We're getting contributions from Noah Gray. We're getting contributions from Jody Fortson. Pacheco looks like he's a man possessed when he carries the ball. The difficulty meter was a 10 on that one, and he hit it. The offensive line 
was fantastic. And they were going up against Vita Vea. And they were going up against some of those big Devin White types, Levante David. Mm-hmm. I said earlier in the show that when the Chiefs play like that, there's no team that can beat them. I don't think it's even close. The score didn't even indicate how much of a blowout that was. The Chiefs and the Bills have been on this collision course Let's all go. season long. Mm-hmm. And both teams showed what they can do, not only when their backs are against the wall, what the Bills did, yeah. but when everything's right. Kansas City rolled. And I think we kind of need to see that from Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. Bills, Chiefs, I raise you. And I don't know if I can call the storyline stupid. I was the one saying it too. But, <laughs> so? But Geno, Geno, Geno okay. in Seattle. I guess we were all stupid for saying he wasn't going to be better. They weren't going to be improved. Geno has been balling this year, just making play after play. Right now, 77% completion rating. And that is the highest yeah. through four weeks in the entire NFL history with at least 125 wow. attempts. Really? Geno Smith. No, ever. Geno Smith right now, the most wow. accurate quarterback in the NFL. He is balling. And all offseason, all we talked about, Russell Wilson is going to the Denver Broncos. Is it going to be Drew Locke? Is it going to be Geno Smith? Well, it's been Geno. And let's take a look at him and Russ side by side. You see that 77% completion percentage. But Geno has been Balling. Some would say, hey, he's playing better than Russell Wilson right now. And I'm not putting this up to down Russ or say anything bad about him. It's a Geno Smith appreciation post because this guy has been balling, sat behind Russ, and early on in his career with the Jets, it obviously did not go well. But he's taking the time, he's learned, and now in his opportunity, Geno is shining. I'll go favorite storyline and an appreciation post for New York teams, New York yeah, football yes. teams. I was supposed to just talk Giants here, but I'll throw the Jets in there because yesterday Wilson was exactly what you wanted him to be. He's got swag. He's got moxie. He just he had it going on. And then go over to the Giants side of things. The way that they have been winning games, I think if you told any Giants fan, do you want to start this season 3-1? and one? Yeah, we'll take it. But Saquon has been running all over the place. Daniel Jones was doing his part yesterday. Saquon's playing quarterback when he had to. So Brian Dayball getting creative. And, and there's a laundry list of guys that they haven't had. Sterling Shepard is out. Kadarius Tony. Like, I mean, there's like a long list of people that Daniel Jones doesn't have to go to, and yet they continue to find a way to win. Jets, Giants, five and three combined. I think the league is better when the New York teams are doing well, and uh, and I think it should be celebrated. It's awesome. You see the smile on my face? It's because we do our show in New York. We don't yes. root for any teams particularly, but for them to be relevant on the New York Post, on the Daily News, goes a long way, and I think the league feels it, especially when both teams win the way that they've been winning. Gritty games. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was some unfortunate news during that game. Daniel Jones went down, and he was injured at one point. He came back. There's a lot of discussions right now about the concussion protocol recently, and Ian, I know you You've been on it since the Tua thing happened Thursday, but well before that. Will there be an update to the protocol and to what the latest is with the NFLPA and, of course, the NFL? Yeah, and you're right. This could impact Tyrod Taylor and so many of the other players who had concussions this past week and players who may unfortunately suffer concussions in the future. The NFLPA and the NFL have come to what is essentially a basic agreement on adjustments to the NFL's concussion protocol. This happened over the course of the weekend, late Friday. I know on Saturday there were some discussions between the two parties. And what this is going to end up being, guys, is an adaptation to the concussion protocol that will basically rule out players who exhibit gross motor instability. Basically, what happened to Tua on the field with 
where we weren't sure if it was his neck, was it his head, was it his back, where he kind of seemed to wobble a little bit. If a player exhibits that kind of behavior on the field, he will likely be ruled out. Among the changes to the NFL's concussion poll, that is likely going to be the most substantial. It is not firm and final. I know this is something that both sides are finalizing and need to have checked out by both of their expert panels and board just to make sure there's no unintended consequences. But as the NFL and the NFLPA said in a statement late, late on Saturday, they anticipate changes to the protocol based on what they have learned in the Tua Tagovailoa situation. Meanwhile, early this week, perhaps even as early as today, Tagovailoa expected to be interviewed as part of that investigation, which is still ongoing as of now. Wouldn't be a Monday on GMFB, though, without a little Nate Burleson. So let's welcome back our favorite triple threat. You know him from CBS Mornings. You know him from the NFL Today. You also know him from Nickelodeon. And, oh, by the way, he also holds it down here at the NFL Network. Nate, we're back from London, baby. It feels good. We had another great trip. Let's start off in that international game. Saints-Vikings, wild finish, but the Vikings, your former team, do get the win. I know you were watching in that CBS studio real early in the morning. What did you take away from the finish? Yeah, listen, it was a back-and-forth affair, came down to the wire. But I'm looking at this Vikings offense, and it's starting to seem like it is built around Justin Jefferson. You know, we've talked about it for the last few weeks. We remember when Justin Jefferson came out in the offseason, he said, I'm the best receiver in the game. I feel like I'm better than Cooper Cub, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, the list goes on and on. And we're all sitting there with the scrunch face like, what? But when you look at this young man, he's absolutely legit. Now, with that said, you still have to give credit to Darius Slay, big play Slay, who did his thing up against Justin Jefferson. But I will say how they're doing, what they're doing is based around how they're getting him involved in the game plan. So if you want to stop the Vikings, you have to stop Justin Jefferson. And that right now, as we all can see, is a tall order. Uh, As for another team, Nate, uh, you have been always talking about and been a big supporter of Russell Wilson, hyping him and his Broncos up this offseason. And so far, it's been a little less than exciting with Wilson and the Denver offense looking a little flat. So did his performance against the Raiders yesterday change at all how you feel about his season so far? Yeah, you mentioned the word flat. I mean, Russell Wilson's talking about Bronco country, let's ride. Looks like he has a flat tire on that ride. And, uh, you know, I'm being serious. They they are flat. They just don't have any juice. We have these moments, right, where we see Russell Wilson dropping back in the pocket and and getting pressured, whether it's the offensive line collapsing or him not recognizing where he wants to go with the ball soon enough or him not negotiating the pocket like we're used to him seeing. But then we'll see these glimpses of them making these big plays. So let's forget about the time management by the coach's side. Let's forget about the turnovers, okay? But there are these moments where you're like, ooh, rush to Jerry Judy, rush to Cortland, rush to his tight end, running backs out the backfield. This is an offense that really has some giddy-up to it. But then the duality of it is they do it to themselves. They don't have consistency right now. And as I'm looking at every team a quarter of the way through the season, I can't look at the Broncos and have faith that they're going to do any damage in the regular season, let alone the playoffs. They got to figure something out and figure it out fast because right now my Super Bowl pick isn't looking like one. Yeah, they, they need to figure it out fast. And they, something you figured out is those amazing catches that receivers oh, or sometimes even way. DBs can make, and they use their feet pretty good. I know you're always paying attention to that. Yeah. So what was your favorite toe drag catch from yesterday's game? 
I saw a good one. I'm not sure if you saw it because it was a great catch. Good throw. But you know, I'm going to give credit to the wide receiver. I want you to pay attention to the slot. That is Marquise Hollywood Brown. But since he's playing for the Arizona Cardinals, I think we'll call him Marquise Scottsdale Brown. He goes up, high points, and catches it with his body to protect himself from the hit. And then he's able to get his feet in bounds before he goes out of bounds. Check it out. Catches it with the body, protects the rock, and then you get those dead legs. We talk about it when you get near the sideline. You have to hit the ground with your feet, go limp with your legs. That way you're able to drag them inbounds before you go out of bounds. My man's over there doing snow angels on the turf. I like it. So, yeah, Marquise Hollywood Brown with the best toe drag swag of the weekend. Nate, before we get to tonight's game, we're going to handle some GMFB business. Earlier in the show, we were talking about Marquise's mm -hmm. old quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And Jason yeah. uh, revealed to us that he has never seen the 1988 Carl Weathers film, Action Jackson. Could you just spend a quick minute and tell <laughs> Jason about Action Jackson? Well, listen, it's a, it's a fantastic film based on a true story of uh, a man that has his biceps bulging the entire film, throwing dudes through That's windows, right. uh, crashing cars, just doing overall badass stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to motivate yourself to take over the world, go ahead That's and right. pop Action Jackson in. Now, you might not be able to download it, um, but you can definitely go uh -uh. to uh, the last remaining blockbuster, pull it off the shelf, <laughs> pop it in the VHS, uh, the VCR, and have a good weekend. I recommend it. That sounds like a much watch. A VHS. I'm yes. going to throw it back for that one. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a must watch. Yeah. Weekend plan. You got to find that Betamax joint, right? Um, Nate, quickly, <laughs> That's we can talk about That's Action Jackson all day, but the real action will be tonight. Great matchup. You're an old NFC West guy. We got Niners, we got Rams. What is your perspective, original eye looking at for tonight's game, buddy? Well, obviously, it's what, what is San Francisco going to continue to do? You know, because it seems like they had this adrenaline rush, right, when Jimmy G first got in and they were all excited. The team was rallying around him. You know, what, who are they? Are, are they that team, that, that game when he came in and kind of provided a spark for this offense? Or are they a team that kind of stumbles when Jimmy G isn't playing well? On the flip side, the Rams, still one of my most interesting teams. I mean, I like the fact that they have all the pieces, pretty much, that they won the Super Bowl with last year. Sean McVay is still one of my favorite coaches. Of course, I'm a ride or die with Matt, Matt, Matt Stafford. I was going to say Hasselbeck for some reason. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like if I'm going to choose a, a team in this one, and this could be completely biased, I'll be honest, um, it's because I know more individuals on that squad. The Rams, they are my team that I'm just not going to sleep on all season long. That's it. That's Nate Burleson. How great is this guy? With the double breasted on a Monday. The man, Nate, we'll watch Action Jackson. We'll watch Monday Night Football. We'll watch CBS Mornings. We'll watch Can you the tell other Nate, 76 we, we held London down. I know he thought we were going to fall apart without him, but uh -huh. Nate, I think we had a pretty good time. Nah, hey, you. Listen, we were thinking about you. You guys buddy. did your thing. I seen you guys out uh -huh. there playing soccer. You guys were out there uh -huh. doing the gritty. You were on the scene. Uh -huh. I'm not going to lie. I was very, very jealous. I went home to my wife and I cried and I said, I was wish I was there with my peoples. But you guys held it down. Awesome, mate. See you next time. Whenever you come back, always welcome here, buddy. Uh, coming All up, right, though, Kenny Pickett made his NFL debut yesterday. How'd it go? I, I, he threw an interception on his first pass. That's all right. It happens. But is he the Steelers guy going forward? I mean, you don't go back to Mitch, do you? No. Somebody at the table shaking heads. It's Jason. I'll just tell you. Kenny Pickett <laughs> after this. We'll talk Steelers. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It is time now for GMFB Game Balls. How about, I mean, you know, you were handing them out. Let's keep going. Uh, who earned your game ball for the best performance of the weekend? You got, I'm going to follow in Derek Carr's footsteps. I'm giving Josh McDaniels my game ball. Okay. Gets his first win as a head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Got a chance to be around McDaniels. Great dude. Cares about his players. They struggled these first three weeks. They were in all three of those games with opportunities to win, hugging Brandon Bolden. He was fired up, and they just continued to fall short. But they got this one, and this is a team Josh takes over. They made the playoffs last year, high, high expectations. So to see him get that first win in the division, and not only that, this was a team he was a head coach for and got fired by. Mm. So to get his first win versus the Denver Broncos, I know it had to be nice. They finally got a chance to hit the strip in Vegas and celebrate after a victory. That was awesome. So many wild games in that early window. You might have missed what the Atlanta Falcons did. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Browns Browns come in with this 1-2 running back attack of Chubb and Hunt, and they're running the ball right down the Falcons' throats. And then something happens in the second half where the Falcons' running backs are like, you know what? (laughs) Let's go dominate this game. Arthur Smith starts dialing it up. This was only in the second half here. Falcons ran for 172 yards Mm. in the second half alone. There was a stretch of this game where the Falcons ran 14 straight running plays. And I'm not talking, you know, Todd Gurley or whoever else you want that's been through that room. I'm talking Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley. These guys ran the ball down Cleveland's throats. This was a statement game. Huntley, who had had one carry leading up to this game, starts toting the rock down the stretch. 14 straight carries, running behind an offensive line that's been much beleaguered over the last few years, and they beat the team that does that best and did it that way. I gotta say, the Falcons running backs room gets my game ball. Winning this game, Mariota only completed so many passes, didn't have to do many more. Falcons dominant in the run game. I don't remember the last time we could say that since like Jamal Anderson. I know, Dirty Bird. Such a good win. They're two and two, and they're right in the thick of things in the NFC South, right? Can we give some credit to Michael the Burner Turner? Burner Turner, love it. Let's go. Work done. Northern Illinois. No, that's fine. It's okay. TJ Duckett. There was some good. Now we're up and running. Yeah. I give my game ball to Aaron Rodgers, and you might say, "What? Rodgers was so bad in the first half," and that's exactly why. We have watched Rodgers for years just make the game look so easy. Right now, it looks really hard. It just looks really hard for what he's doing and what he's dealing with. And despite the first half, and despite he's thrown over 7,000 passes in the NFL and only thrown four pick sixes, and one of them was last was yesterday, he came back in the second half and he persevered, and he got it done. And I always struggle with ways to relate to Rodgers as an athlete. It's just almost impossible. But I, I just go to my, my very modest little coaching career in which I coach, coach seven-year-olds, yeah. and I sometimes <laughs> feel like Rodgers. We, we, we're in the huddle on offense, and I got a couple kids that I can trust. I know they're going to do what they do, and that's his Lazards and his Cobbs, and like th- those are his guys. But then there's these other guys you got to play with. And I will sit here and tell this kid, Five times, including as we're walking up to the line, hand off right, hand off right, hand off right, hand off right. God bless the kid. He snaps it and goes hand off left. And you're just, I love you. Let's try it again. I love you. And um, that's what Rogers is dealing with right now. And it's not just that. It's that every single play, good, bad, or otherwise, immediately it goes to a close-up of his face. Right here of his face. And, and heaven forbid he mouths anything of personal frustration or any sort of human reaction. Oh, look, he's not... It's such BS. He was caught yesterday trying to quick snap the other team, and he couldn't get it, and he snapped the bleeping ball. 
gets mic'd up, he hears it, Romo immediately jumps on it on the broadcast, as if Romo's never done that before. I really respect what he's doing. And, you know, there's so many people rooting against him for off-the-field reasons. I think the way he's doing it right now, look, I've seen him go with Devontae and Jordy Nelson up and down the field a million times, just lay waste to people. We've seen that, Rodgers. I like this one, where he has to really work hard, and the second half he did it, and he beat Bill Belichick, and he gets my game ball. I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit for this one because I thought about doing this if the Bucks won the game last night. They didn't win the game, and I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go game ball to the relief workers that are tirelessly working mm. down in Florida. There was a right. football game last night in Florida, and a couple of days ago that would have been inconceivable. And if you drive just about an hour and a half to two hours south of Tampa, they are dealing with total and utter devastation there. It was supposed to be a direct hit on Tampa, obviously very near and dear to my heart. I live out on the beach there. We were expecting to lose everything. And unfortunately, that has been the case for a lot of people in the South Florida area. We have family that are working in the relief efforts right now, and they're going to be cleaning things up for potentially years to come. So, again, we want to put up this um, Red Cross reminder for you at home that you can go and donate to them by going to the redcross.com uh, and donating uh, just $10 if you text Ian to 90999. But there are a lot of people in Florida, and I know that that game was a welcome distraction for a lot of people who have been dealing with nothing but gloom and doom and just, just terrible awful things happening down in Florida. So we're thinking of you guys. We hope that people can donate and game ball to all those folks out there that have been working so, so hard before this storm hit, after the storm hit, and they're going to be working for a long time. So hats off to those folks there in Florida. All right, welcome back to Good Morning Football. And we got our first look at Kenny Pickett under center for the Steelers in the loss to the Jets. The 20th overall pick taking over for Mitch Trubisky, which begs the question, does this mean this is going to be a permanent move starting week five? Well, here's head coach Mike Tomlin talking about just that subject. I just thought we needed a spark, man. We didn't do much. Um, in the first half, not enough offensively and, you know, thought he could provide a spark for us. You know, I'm not going to talk extended as we sit here. We did what we needed to do to put ourselves in position to win this game and um, would do it again. Um, but I like to just keep it where we are in terms of what transpired here today. We'll deal with next week, next week. I don't know. I mean, I just play with an edge. I, I, I think that that was something, you know, I wanted to bring to the table. Um, I do not like to lose. This is not a good feeling. I don't want it to be a familiar feeling. So I definitely want to get back out there and, and get a victory, you know, and get us back on track. So I, I think, you know, a little bit of an edge to me. I, I want that to rub off on everybody. I want us to be, you know, have an attitude with us out there on the field. So I'm excited to get back to work and uh, get us back on track. Well, Tom Brady giving Buccaneers fans a little scare in Sunday night's loss to the Chiefs. Legereus Sneed coming untouched to take down Brady for the strip sack. Brady came up holding his shoulder, but after the game, when asked about a potential injury, he said, quote, I'll be all right. It's football. And Eagles center Jason Kelsey taking the jersey swap to a whole new level after Sunday's win over the Jags. Kelsey getting his former coach Doug Peterson's jacket as a souvenir. Now, Kelsey said afterwards he was going to get it framed just like he has the other uniforms framed. Obviously, it is a one-of-one one item. Don't know if it's quite like that P. Schrag's Arsenal jersey that he had on in London, but still an important piece of memorabilia, to say the least. 
Yeah, Eagles did get the victory, but obviously great respect and reverence for Doug Peterson. That was cool. As for Arsenal, um, they took care of Tottenham Hotspur. They yeah. went 3-1, to one, and it was an amazing, amazing yeah, afternoon. Okay. I'm not going to say that me wear, not going to say that me wearing the jersey and giving them out to my co-host was the reason why, but it certainly didn't hurt, right? <laughs> I'm going to say it didn't. I'm not going to argue that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Viking Saints, live from London. We were there all week, and then we woke up bright and early to watch it on the East Coast here in New York. Wherever you watch it, you saw Justin Jefferson get one from the running back position here late to take the lead back. He gets the gritty in. Jason, you tweeted during the show, hey, sometimes that's how you got to get it going. Just put him at running back, get him a touch. This one was about Will Lutz. A 60-yarder to tie it, Lutz. He nails it. Mm -hmm. Will Lutz, clutch. The Saints would get the ball back. Down three, and they set up for another Will Lutz one. A 61-yarder. We're not going to call it the double doink. We're going to call it now we got? the almost-almost. Is that better? It doesn't have probably the same ring to it, but, I, yeah, I like it better because I, like, <laughs> I don't like the other one. We're trying to find a new name for when this happens. Double doink with that boing noise doesn't really work either. Um, Jay, you good with double doink? I am. I'm okay with double I'm doink. Exactly. I'm, with you. I'm all for it. <laughs> if you're watching at home, what would you like to hear other than double doink, which is just kind of weird also. I agree. We had, who was it? It was uh, – Oh, yeah. Uh, what's that? Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. He should be retired yes. with Cody Parkey. He went on that Today Show a couple days later, and then they cut him. And he's never – yeah, okay. <laughs> double doink Strange. with – Choice. <laughs> Vikings win. London wins. Awesome performance by the London crowd and the international series. Four more to go. Sarah, take you, it away. You know, everybody on the set here, they were in London and they came home. But Stacey Dales, she is not a oh, quitter. Yeah. She is going to see this thing through all the way through this international series over there in London. Stacey Dales joining us now. Big Vikings win. They're three and one. That flight back to the States <laughs> must have been a nice one for them. Right, Stace? Yeah, no question. But just so you guys are aware, I am not OK with the double doink for Thank okay. Lutz. Yes. Like the, Thank he's not you. even Cody Parkey is not even in the same class as Will Lutz. And by the way, <laughs> the Cody Parkey miss was a playoff game. That was a week four. Yep. The Will Lutz miss was a week yep. four game. Yep. And it was his second 60 plus yard kick in the same quarter. So anyways, besides that, uh, what a win for yes, the Minnesota. <laughs> what a win right. for the Minnesota Vikings, right? Yeah, they ended up winning by the field goal. But listen, there was so much lead up to this game, right? The New Orleans Saints coming in on Monday, spending the entire week here in London where we are for the Giants Packers this coming week. And then the Vikings coming in and touching down on Friday morning. Would they be ready? They were not only ready, but Delvin Cook was ready, you guys. Remember he suffered that partially dislocated left shoulder in the Detroit game in week three? Well, it didn't set him back a bit. He had 20 carries for 76 yards, four yards per carry. He was instrumental in the victory. And I asked him after the game just how he got through playing with that harness and that left shoulder injury. It's going to be up and down. I know that um, the people I got around me in this organization, I'm just grateful for that. And 
to come out here today. I had to get a little jitters out for the <laughs> first couple of runs, but after that, it was just full go, but happy to get the win. How tough was it to come in Friday morning? You land Friday morning and you're on the field beating the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. It was tough. Um, this morning I woke up, it was hard for me to go out to bed. I was like, oh man, I got a game today. But man, I woke up and like I said, this, this staff, this organization did a great job of putting everybody around us. Delvin Cook obviously was so happy with the victory. Uh, the Vikings, of course, guys, face the Bears this week, who just lost to the Giants, who are flying here to face the Packers, the arch nemesis and rival of the Bears, if that all made sense, right here this Sunday at Tottenham. Both teams, the Packers and the Giants, arriving on Friday, just like the Vikings did, as we saw just a couple days ago. But back to the Cody Park. It was an electric night at Soldier Field. It's Bears-Eagles playoffs. <laughs> Trubisky makes the big throw to Allen Robinson to set up the field goal. And Matt Nagy is still standing there on that sideline. Stacey, I know you were all over it. We remember that moment. It was nothing, nothing like Will Lutz yesterday. But we have to move on. I would love to talk about Cody Parkey indefinitely. But uh, meanwhile, you mentioned it. We got another game mm -hmm. coming up this weekend. We knew the Packers would have a good record. But the Giants just cruising into the United Kingdom at 3-1. and one. Give us a little preview, Stacey. Yeah, so right after our game, Carly, Lindsay, my producer, and I, we went back feverishly to watch these games, and it was interesting for both, right? We're going to track Daniel Jones, the quarterback for these Giants, uh, and that ankle injury. He had to leave the game. He came back into the game, and he had two rushing touchdowns. Saquon Barkley had over 100 yards on the ground. I mean, it was a big-time win because it was another gritty win on the ground for Brian Dable's team and these New York football Giants. And now they get ready for the Green Bay Packers, who, for them, it was a tale of two halves against the Patriots at home. I mean, who would have thought Aaron Rodgers would throw a pick six? He had an 11 passer rating in the first half, which I believe is the lowest of his career in a first half. But then 100 and what was it, 25 passer rating in the second half. So they win right at the end on a Crosby field goal. It's going to be a gritty game. Aaron Jones was over 100 yards on the ground. So will it come down to Jonesy? Or Saquon, Sunday at Tottenham, I can tell you it's going to be an electric environment. I think it's sold out, just to let you guys know. Oh, yeah. All right, Stacey Dales from London, thank you so much. Enjoy. We say thanks for being with us all morning, but it's all afternoon for you. So mm -hmm. enjoy the rest of your day there in London. We appreciate it. The NFL is mm -hmm. back in London on the world stage, as Stacey was just telling you about, live from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You can watch it right here on NFL Network. It's the Giants, it's the Packers, and you can wake up even earlier if you want and watch it with the world along with our kickoff shows. It's Sunday Morning Football live from London, October 9th, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You can also see it streaming on NFL Plus. Game Day kickoff is going to get you started at 7 a.m. Eastern. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.